What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Tray. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble. And welcome back to episode 8 of the Shoot the Tray podcast. We are recapping tonight, of course, the Clippers lose to the Orlando Magic 103-96 to at home. Um, tough game tonight. Really, really tough game. I mean, nothing else can be really said other than that it was the fifth game in seven nights, which I think should not be a thing in the NBA anymore. Obviously, I hate back-to-backs. Back-to-backs are... I, I, I'm always expecting something bad to happen on back-to-backs, but I mean, with this Clippers team, they've been so good with back-to-backs this season. You would think that since they're older, that they would be more worn out or tired on back-to-backs, but coming into tonight, they were undefeated on the second night of back-to-backs, standing at 8-0 and coming into tonight. Before we get into that, going into tonight, the Clippers and the Jazz are the only two teams in the NBA who run a six-game winning streak. And figures, right? I mean, the Jazz are the one seed, obviously, and the Clippers are trying to catch up to them, and they are making up no ground by having the Jazz be on a six-game winning streak as well as the Clippers being on a six-game winning streak. But I'm just going to kind of throw some numbers at you guys. During the Clippers' six-game win streak, they have a 126.0 offensive rating, which is first in the NBA, and a 106.1 defensive rating, which is seventh among the league. They are just trickling their way into that top 10 defense in the NBA, which is what I've been kind of monitoring. Um, I'm not quite sure after tonight what that will be. Um, I'll have to check the numbers on that. But the Clippers have a 19.9 net rating uh, it, during this time, um, which is first in the NBA in the last six games, so which is really, really cool. Coming into tonight as well, Paul George was questionable, of course, with a right foot soreness. Um Still a little bit concerned. Um, I kind of, like I said in the last pod, uh, after the Bucks game, I was going to say that I, I predicted that he was going to sit out tonight, and eventually he did sit out. Uh, Rondo, Bev, and Serge, as expected, were all out as well. And, of course, you guys already know, but this team, late scratch season is, is, is a full swing. It's back and it's in full swing. At about 6.20, it was announced that Marcus Morris Sr., was going to miss tonight's game with a right calf contusion, and that was the same calf. I'm pretty sure that was bugging him earlier in the year. But I mean, at this point, I tweeted this on Twitter. At this point, let's just sign a petition to have the Clippers not warm up because of all these late scratches. They're like tweaking something in warm up, or they're reaggravating something while they're warming up. It's like how hard are these guys going to warm? So they going like full speed? Like I, I don't know what the deal is, but. Something, something's going on. I mean, the, the injuries with this team have been so, so frustrating. It's just so annoying. It, it, you come to expect it at this point. But same starters for tonight, except uh, Nicholas Batum is going to start for Marcus Morris tonight. Uh, buzz around the league. We don't have any tonight. Nothing really happened. I mean, UCLA is going to the Final Four. They beat Michigan 51-49. to um, A lot of Clippers fans on Twitter are UCLA fans, of course. So shout out to UCLA. I didn't watch the game at all. I can't, honestly, I can't get into college basketball. I watched March Madness in 2019, but I, I could just never get into it. I watched a ton of it in 2019, but I never, I can never get into it. But that's just me. I totally get all the hype. Don't get me wrong. There definitely is some exciting games. I usually do watch the national championship just because, you know, it's cool to see the atmosphere and stuff. But I mean, 
with like no fans, I don't know how how different it'll be for the you know those those are college kids, man. They they feed off of the energy. Obviously, NBA players do as well, but I'm not sure how much it affects college kids and their momentum or whatever. But anyways, let's get past that. Uh, starting off the game in the first quarter, Luke Kennard staying aggressive like he has been. Two threes right off the rip. Clippers started out two. Uh, sorry, the Clippers started out twelve to two on a twelve to two run. Great ball movement among the team. Ken Birch, uh, who's like the Magic's like probably second option behind Terrence Ross. He had the Magic's first six points. Terrence Ross is essentially their 18-19 Lou Will coming off the bench, being that scorer for them. But I mean, towards the end of the first is when the game really started to just go downhill. It turned into a brick fest. Every shot, clank, clank, clank. Both teams. Um, and another thing that was interesting to me was Kawhi got the PG sub. So what that means, uh, I, I'm sure most of you probably know, Paul George is the first of him and Kawhi to get subbed out. Usually um, about four minutes left in the first quarter, Paul George will get subbed out. He'll take his four-minute rest. And at the beginning of the second, Kawhi will come back in. And Paul George will take his rest. It's just a staggering thing. But Kawhi got subbed out with two minutes left in the first. Normally, he plays the entire first. So that was a little bit different to see with a tinkering tie, of course. Uh, I can't remember who he subbed, who subbed in for him, but I just know Kawhi got subbed out with two minutes left, and I was like, oh, I wonder how many times, I wonder how many games Kawhi hasn't played the whole first quarter. Um, so that was just kind of a thought. And then uh, Luke Kennard's defense in the first was really, really good. Active hands, getting in the passing lanes. He had a couple of nice defensive possessions down low. Like his interior defense was pretty good um, for some uh, ex- for some stints. And the Clippers were up 26-13, doubling up the Magic after one. I mean, holding a team to 13 points in a quarter is really, really good. And a lot of it was just the Magic are atrocious. Uh, just plain and simple. They're not good. Um, but they, they their offense is just bad, to be honest. But, I mean, they're a young team. Young team. They don't give a fuck. They're, they're not playing for anything. If you leave them in it, you know, I'll talk more about that later. You just give them a ton of confidence. But... Going into the second, Terrence Mann continues to be that guy. He had a tough shooting night tonight. He was like 2 for 10 or something. He was exhausted most of the night because he's he's running all over the place during the six-game win streak. He's been everywhere. Uh, but every time Terrence Mann drives to the rim, he's looking for that guy. He's looking for the open guy behind that three-point line. He's dribbling. He's attacking the basket. He's making these no-look passes, man. He's just finding the open guy every time. And he's been attracting a lot of attention down low because he's been finishing a ton around the basket. So teams know that. Teams know that with Terrence Mann. Now, he's like his gravity. He, he attracts so much attention when he's driving to the basket. So that's opening a ton of open shooters. And Nicholas Batum is a beneficiary of that. I mean, everyone is just getting open looks because of Terrence Mann's gravity when he drives down low. He's like a freak. He's a freak. He's, he's coming. He's so fast. He's he's just driving super quick, kicking it out. And his passes, he has really creative passing once he gets down there as well. So that's really, really good. And Reggie Jackson continues to be a supernova, uh, continues to knock down every single catch-and-shoot three. But the Clippers turn the ball over a ton in this first half. I mean... When you're tired, you're fatigued, when you're playing your fifth game at seven nights, your third game in four nights, whatever the case may be, you're going to be throwing sloppy passes, you're just going to be tired. And that the, the, the tiring factor wasn't really apparent until like the second half of the third and the, the entire fourth. Well, mostly like the second half of the fourth, but you could kind of see it setting in um, later on that second half. 
But but to be honest, the energy in the first half wasn't really there from either side. Both teams didn't really care, to be honest, it looked like. But the Clippers were up 31. Excuse me. Gosh, I can't read. The Clippers were up 51 to 37 at half. I mean, holding a team to 37 and a half is really, really good. Like I said, the Magic are dreadful. They're, it was a tough watch tonight, obviously. Um, if you guys watched the entire game, it was a really tough watch. It, it felt like the second half just dragged on. I was like, man, I, I'm always so up for watching Clipper games. I mean, I try not to miss any games, but this one I just felt like I could just turn off because I was just so bored, to be honest with you. My halftime thoughts, both sides didn't play with enough intensity. I mean, like I said a million times already, the Clippers were playing their fifth game at 7-9, so I could kind of predict, I kind of predicted that they were going to come out, you know, sluggish or whatever, or they just weren't going to have that same intensity that they've had in this six-game win streak. But the Clippers also held the Magic to 37 points a half, and like I said earlier, but that is also the fewest points and a half the Clippers have allowed this season. So it was really, really cool. Getting into the second half, uh, the Magic were in it, man. They were, they were fighting. Credit to them, man. Like I said, they're a young team, not playing for anything. If you give them confidence and you let them hang around, they're gonna be there and you're gonna have a game on your hands. So, they couldn't get, the Clippers couldn't get any separation in the second half. So, at that point, I was like, oh, okay. So, we're gonna have a game on our hands. Um, and the Clippers, once again, can't stop turning the ball over. And as the Clippers are turning the ball over, the Magic get out of transition, doing their thing. The Magic cut it to five, and I was like, oh, shit, we really, really in the danger zone now. Um, I, I also noticed that the Clippers, they needed to get to the basket more. I mean, obviously, you know, their main guy in getting to the basket in this win streak has been Terrence Mann, and he was, he's just tired. He was so exhausted that entire second half, it felt like. Um, the Clippers were settling for too many threes in a third, in my opinion. Uh, two jump shot happy. But, I mean, they're an elite jump shooting team. But when you're this tired, you have to find a way to get to the basket any way, shape, or form that you can. Um, the Clippers were leading 73-70 after three quarters. The Clippers shot 8-23 in that quarter. So that was annoying. And then um, actually, I, I typed this like script out or like these notes as the game is going on. So I try to go in order as much as I can. And I typed, fatigue is going to start to be a factor for the clips and then i put in parentheses fifth game in seven nights and that's exactly what happened that is exactly what happened fatigue as the fourth quarter was going on was really really starting to kick the clippers ass and you saw it just how the game ended to be honest um but the clippers mustered enough legs to shoot two big threes back to back by two pat and amir coffee to extend the lead i believe it's so seven or nine i i don't remember what it was and then as i predicted the fatigue just continued to hit the Clippers. And by this time, toward the end of the fourth, they were so exhausted. You could just tell by their body language. I saw a tweet on Twitter that during the timeout, Luke Kennard and a lot of other the guys had their hands on their knees during the timeout. They were just exhausted, as you would expect. Um, and I mean, Tupac playing center minutes at this stage of the game cannot be happening. I mean, picking Daniel Ortuga in the draft at 33 and not being able to play him with like eight or nine active guys is just a really bad look for him and his development. I mean, if he's that far away from minutes, then I just don't see why we drafted him, to be quite honest with you. And then, of course, Kawhi had that amazing air ball in clutch minutes. He wasn't very good in the clutch tonight. I mean, no one was, to be quite honest with you. But this was the most tired I've seen the Clippers look all season. Um, it's just that simple. They just... There was just no pop in any of them in the most crucial part of the game. 
Um, but I mean, some of the positives, uh, another positive takeaway was that Zubats had a ton of rebound tippins tonight with a huge one. He pushed the lead to eight with a huge one. And then as the fatigue kept setting in, the Magic tied it again at 93 with 146 left in the game. And that's where I kind of knew. I'm like, oh shit, this is, this is going to be bad because soon after that, Wendell Carter Jr. T- uh, got a rebound tip in with 110 left. And they took the lead, and it was smooth sailing for the Magic the rest of the way. Kawhi was really bad down the stretch. I mean, everyone was. Everyone was just super tired. A lot of shots at the end of the shot clock. Lazy passes. Nicholas Batum had a really, really bad pass. That kind of stuck out to me. He was falling out of bounds. Tried to throw it over his head up to Luke Kennard, I think it was. And it just, it just went out of bounds. But, I mean, overall, I mean, just try to keep perspective. I'm not tripping about this loss. Down five rotation guys, fifth game in seven nights. I'm not tripping about this game. You shouldn't either. But, I mean, I understand. The Clippers definitely should have won this game. They're up by, like, seven with, like, three minutes remaining. I understand the people that are mad. But they just try to keep some perspective. Final stat lines of the night. Kawhi, 28-5-5. Zubats had 14-13. and Luke Kennard had 17 points on a pretty rough shooting night. He was 6-16 for the night. Clippers moved to 32-17. and Six-game winning streak, unfortunately, comes to an end, of course, to this terrible Magic team. And the Clippers are no longer a sec. They are no longer the only undefeated team on the second night of a back-to-back. That streak finally comes to an end, and it sucks because I was really looking forward to them being that one team that stays undefeated on the second night of back-to-backs. But it's all good. So, um... I'll be back for the Friday game, I believe, or the Thursday game. Thursday game, I believe, against the Denver Nuggets. I'm not even too sure if I'm going to be watching that one or if I'm going to recap that one because five hours after I'm recording this, um, actually, no, by the time you guys are listening to this, I'm going to be on the road to Phoenix. I'm going to a Suns game with my friend. We're going to go watch the the Suns and the Bulls play. So I had to drive eight hours with my friend. So... We'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully, I'll try to do a pod, or I'll, I'm not sure how tired I'll be. To be honest, I've never been to Phoenix before, and I've never I've never driven eight and a half hours before, so this is gonna be new to me. So we'll see what happens. I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a pod, or I'm I'm gonna watch the game for sure. I'll try to do a pod if I'm feeling up for it. So I know you guys like this kind of stuff. So if you guys did enjoy, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys again for the love and. As always, go Clippers. Let's bounce back on Thursday versus the Nuggets. I'll see you guys then. Peace.